Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now tuned in to another episode of the Red Light Podcast. And as always, joined by my great, beautiful co-host, Queen Key. And then today we got a some special guest in the studio, right? Yes, we do. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am the Blue Phoenix. Thank you all for having me here with you. Of course. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm your man, G.I.M.O. And I'm really ready to talk to this beautiful couple over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, welcome to the podcast. And of course, you already know, I don't do no small talk. So, of course, we are about to get into it. So, tonight's subject is breakups. Ooh. Male versus female. How do we handle them? Who handles them more appropriately? So I'm a gentleman, so I always have to say, ladies, breakups, let's talk about it. That's a very interesting topic. Um, breakups, I think it's even in regards to who handles them better. I don't think it's more so man than woman. It depends on the person you're breaking up with and how serious you are in a relationship. Honestly, that's my personal opinion. But I'll pass the mic over to the Blue Phoenix to see how she feels about that. I honestly believe that um, women deal with the breakup harder in the beginning. And then as time goes on, they're good. And men deal with it a lot easier in the beginning. And then it hits them later. Um, Because, and I guess it also depends on who breaks up with who, too. So I think that's how it kind of goes. Well... I feel the opposite. I think that men actually take it harder in the beginning. Um, Dealing with the fact that, especially if we were in a very close relationship and you were doing the little things around the household, the, the, the taking care of, you know, certain things that we weren't, we never had to focus on. I think that we start missing those type of things immediately. We feel the, the, the loss of y'all's presence. Yeah. And then we get over it. You know what I'm saying? It takes yeah. a while for us. Brock, what you think? I think um, it depends. See, the biggest thing that we didn't discuss or that we didn't say so far is how do men and women deal with breakups? Because I know men, when we go through a breakup, to keep our minds going, we focus on self. We get back in the gym, mm-hmm. start getting fresh. We maintain our personal looks and we hone in on us because it's a distraction. We don't necessarily go looking for a rebound. You know, we always go for self-improvement. So if we're going from that, from a men's man's perspective, I would say we deal with it because I don't know what you ladies do to deal with the breakup. I will say that for a woman, I believe the first thing is emotional. Mm-hmm. We go through the emotional stance of it first. So to the man, it can look like we cut you off and we don't care. But in all reality, we have to get ourselves together mentally and emotionally first. And in order to do that, we have to do that in solidarity. We cannot be around anyone, man or woman, especially family, um, in order to do that effectively. That's, That's not how that works. And then I do feel like it's a reverse role. We go through the emotional, you go through the, like you just said, the appearance and getting yourselves together and then it switches. And then later you feel the emotional detachment. And then we go through 
let's get ourselves together because we've already processed the emotional mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. We do. And, and I think it also be, um, it begins before the breakup, breakup, yes. breakup with the women too. We kind of, um, depending on how the relationship goes and how bad it may be or good it may be or whatever, you know, we kind of mentally prepare a little bit because we know something's coming most of the time and it hurts. Very much. And then it hurts when it happens and then it hurts because it happens. And then like um, Queen Key said, we go through the whole process of crying and trying to figure out what I did wrong or what didn't I do. Exactly. You know, we blame ourselves a lot. We might not show it. But we do blame ourselves a lot for the failure of relationships. Um, we always feel like we could have did something better. So, and I think it's that processing mm-hmm. um, that makes it look as though, as, as the woman, we don't care. Yeah, that cut off. We have to cut it off. We have to. Have to cut you off. Um, and the last thing we wanted you to see is the breakdown. Oh, we are terrible. We Once we close that door, it's like face down on the floor in the bed. Uh, shower crying, car yes. crying, work crying, yes. just crying everywhere. Yes. And you don't see it, but we do a lot of crying. It's and, a and lot. It's of a crying. lot of well, look, mental me, things. Yeah. Let me speak for the man. Yeah, I do one hell of a way hiding that shit. We really do. <laughs> you know because we, do. we go through it, and the thing is, we hide our emotions trying to be big and macho. You dig what I'm saying? But we go through it. Like me personally. I can't listen to the radio because it seems like everything I listen to is a mm-hmm. love song. The same. Mm-hmm. Every movie I watch, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, something, it's something similar. So, you know, like, I'd rather sit in silence and meditate on my thoughts before I watch anything or listen to anything. Um, men, we show our emotions or we talk to the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we will never fully show you how we feel in the process. But when I write hand, we'll be completely transparent. You know what I'm saying? That's how we get through it. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think that breakups are hard to deal with um, during the early stages because people really can't communicate clearly and take their emotions out of it? No. I mean, you got to have your emotions in, in it. Early stages of the, the relationship? No, of a breakup. Let, let's say oh, it's fresh. Okay. And, you know, at that beginning stage, you're still trying to figure out, okay, what really happened? How can I fix it? You know, a lot of times, by the time a breakup happened, one person is already done. So the communication is, I've been saying this for a while, the signs were there, you should already know. So, but do you think the process of moving forward is hindered because of one's lack of communication and meaning lack, meaning not wanting to communicate or elaborate anymore. For a woman, I believe, well, you know what I can say for a woman, I can say for myself. Um, As the Phoenix said, more than likely, one of us has already determined in our brain that this is ending. So I would say the person who initiates the breakup is already going through it emotionally. Um, And if their significant other does not see that, it just pushes the confirmation that maybe we need to part. So in response, I don't think that it's easier 
per se. I don't. It's not easier for the person who's initiating it because they're breaking their own heart in the process as well. Mm-hmm. That has to be taken into consideration. Especially when you have tried. Exactly. And you keep trying. You right. keep trying. You keep trying. And um, it hurts more because you have to end it. Because you right. really, really didn't want to do that. You didn't want to get to that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I found that anytime that I have ever ended a relationship personally, I never really truly wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was almost like a point of no return. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and usually it was it was because of like cheating, things like that, you know, abuse. You know. I I wonder would it save the relationship by showing emotion when that person's packing up and leaving or is it even worth it, you know? That's a very very good very thin line though. It's like a you've been showing emotion the whole time. And you don't want them to go, but then it's like, do you keep trying to hit this wall? Do you continue to try to drill the same things you've been saying and begging and asking Mm -hmm. for this entire time when they're leaving? If they cared, they would try. I mean, you can only do but so much on one side. Right. So, though you don't want them to go, you you can't make a person do what they don't want to do. No. I will say this. You said something really, really key. You said um, that when you break up, and I think that's most men, when we break up with someone, we really don't want it to end. Um, And it goes back to the communication because we don't communicate what we really, really feel, right? So do you think, and I got to ask you this, do you think that men get a fair chance of really, really thoroughly communicating how we feel without being judged, without being looked down on or without making it seem like we're soft. What you say can and will be used against you. <laughs> yes, sir. In the court of the, the house. In the court <laughs> of woman law. I have learned that over time. Like, And I think it just comes natural to them. I mean, it comes natural for anybody, especially if you're, if you're hurt. If you're hurt, you're going to put your guards up, you know, yep. and you're going to fight back as much as you can verbally, you know. But for men, oh, man, we tread such a, a thin line when it comes to being overly emotional and lack thereof. And we're taught and we're, and we're looked at by the majority of the world and by women especially Especially if you have baby boomer parents, right? You know yeah. things like that yeah. that don't even tell you they love you, anything right. like that. Right. So, mm-hmm. I think that for us, we we're supposed to control our emotions more than a woman. Women are expected to let go. Right. But I have a question though. You said being overly emotional, and I gotta throw this to the ladies because when it comes to them being emotional, I think we are very tolerant. We're tolerable. But we tolerate a, re- a lot. Let's be real. Like, we tolerate a lot. So, ladies, what's your definition of a man being over-emotional? Because I feel like the, the lines are blurred. I kind of feel like if I feel like I feel, I should be able to feel like I feel. Just mm-hmm. because we give the same 
respect. Well, some people give the same respect. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the relationship and it depends on your partner. Because, mm-hmm. and, and this is what we don't tend to put out there, that there are a lot of women that give men that space. Yes. We never hear that. And the ones that do give men that space tend to be taken advantage of or tend to not be respected for giving that space. Mm-hmm. And then... And, 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 the other side of it where uh, a man and a lot of like you said men tend to be more receptive or just feel like if I, I gotta let her talk I have to let her talk or it's gonna be some problems and that's unfair to you guys too so I don't think I have a overly sensitive meter for me mm-hmm. uh, I was always taught to respect people and give people space and to treat people the way you wish to be treated. Right. So for me, I don't have that level. And plus I look at, I tend to look at people for what's going on with them. So I tend to not, you know, kind of judge people for how they feel. But majority of women do not do that. And so you do have women saying, he a crybaby or, you know, he, you know, he whines too much and I don't want to raise another child. But it's, it's, it's kind of selfish because like you said, she will want that same respect um i'm gonna be completely transparent so in my younger Mm -hmm. years i misinterpreted emotion for weakness Mm -hmm. um from myself and from my partner um so i expected my partner to be just as emotionless as i could be in a situation it took a number of years, situations, longevity in my relationship, and accountability mm-hmm. for me to understand that we will not share the same emotions about the same situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to respect how you feel the same way I expect that same respect in return for how I feel um, and not make you feel less than for feeling more emotional about a particular situation than I would. Um, I have been told in the past that I'm very cold, I'm detached, and I've been told that by my own family. So I had to look in the mirror, you know, and then also I do believe that the way that your life was from childhood on Mm -hmm. does have a huge factor Mm -hmm. in how you handle emotional situations in your relationship mm-hmm. as an adult um, but again I feel like the, the main thing here is accountability you have to be able to look in the mirror strip yourself raw from the inside out and do some real work I think another key thing is communication Yes. Um, I kind of feel like as long as you can communicate reasonably your emotions there's no such thing as being over emotional I feel like that you have to be articulate That's what I was in your communications That's what because I mean. I was just and, and and also know who you're speaking to and how they receive information because that matters. I can't communicate with you the same way I communicate with someone else and expect the same receiving of the information to be the same. Yeah, but in the same breath, you have to understand how a person communicates because I may not communicate the same. Like, prime example, um, most couples make this mistake. When something's wrong, and we all know it's wrong, you might not say nothing. But the way you communicate that something is wrong is your attitude, mm-hmm. your body language. Yes. 
conversations may be short. Mm -hmm. You may give them the cold shoulder like you don't want to be around them. That's a form of communication. Mm -hmm. What I learned that's better for us is to say, hey, look, blase, blase, blase happened, and I really wasn't feeling it. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you have to address it at the moment, but it's also your your approach, your approach, your tone. You know, I can't come in there with my chest out, sweating, huffing and puffing, hey, you did this, and I don't like this. Nah, 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 nah. It's accusatory. Yeah, off bucks, you're gonna be defensive. You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. I learned. My uncle taught me that sometimes the best way to talk to somebody, and it actually worked. Sit back to back. Don't look at each other. Just mm-hmm. talk because when we communicate, we look at each other. We're looking at the eyes. We're looking at body language. Mm-hmm. We're watching the hands move, the neck. Y'all already come on. We black. Y'all already know mm-hmm. what time. You feel me? But that could be so misunderstood because we're passionate people I talk with my hands sometimes people get scared you know what I'm saying but I've learned and with our recent situation yeah when we were able to talk over the phone yeah and I couldn't see and I couldn't see you it we had no other choice but to really listen, listen. I was yeah. gonna say that yeah. and, and take it and I think that's the biggest part you feel me is the communication and how you can we, see, we tend to lose track when we're face-to-face because in the midst of the conversation, you could say, well, why are you looking yeah, like that? Or why, why, why are you tense like that? Why is your body like that? Mm-hmm. And the person who's speaking, the first thing I know for me personally, the first thing I'm going to think is you're not listening. You're looking at the wrong things. And then that alone will take the whole conversation left. You know what? A good probably two that would probably work now that y'all are talking like this and, and, and my wheels are turning is that I wonder if couples when you got into arguments and fights that you would go in the back turn off all the light mm-hmm. so you can't see mm-hmm. the reaction yeah or wear blindfolds no we used to put a chair back to back yeah and sit back to back and talk we can't look at each other facts and it it, it works wise that's really wise it leaves the communication lines open and there's nothing that can be misinterpreted other than how you're you're verbally Mm -hmm. communicating because there's always room for misinterpretation exactly and and, and, and it's important to pause we don't pause it's Mm -hmm. important to pause because that way you can be like instead of saying wait a minute what the you mean by that you can be like okay hold on give me a second because what i heard was is this what you're saying to me Mm mm-hmm and if that's not what you're saying, can you clarify? Because I'm ready to pounce, you know, mm-hmm. so we have to learn to pause because I've been in conversations recently where I was angry and I got the like, wait, pause. And I'm like, I don't want to pause. I'm ready to fight. And I had to really like just shush and listen. And for me, I'm a thinker anyway. So eventually I would have got to that quiet and pause moment. Right. I didn't want to pause in that moment because I was angry, but I was able to have a little attitude. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm. What <laughs> and get I, myself together. What I'm started. But, what I actually started respecting a little bit more and tolerating a little bit more of. Hanging up. Mm, yes. At first, that used to set me mm-hmm. off. Like, yo, you just gonna hang up on me while I'm in the middle of what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had to step back, and it was recently. She hung up on me, and I got pissed. I'm talking. About, I was lit. And I stopped and I was like, why did she hang up? And I realized that my tone was like off. 
it was bad. My attitude was bad. My voice started to raise. I stopped talking to her and was talking at her. Mm-hmm. And she hung up. But a way to help with that, too, is that, look, you can't hear me or I can't hear you talking to me like that. So I'm about to hang up. And sometimes we don't have we don't have that thought process of saying that. And also, sometimes it's difficult to say that in the midst of their rant. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and in all fairness, I'm not saying that it was right. Um, but at that time, the only thing I could think of was I need to protect my energy. Oh, I cannot effectively have this conversation. And it was completely wrong. So open, openly, I apologize for nah, that. No, don't, don't. Um, no, 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 no. But, but again, no, 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 no. And the reason why I say that is because accountability. I'm really big on accountability at this time. This is where I am in my healing process for myself. I have to be accountable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for my actions. Mm-hmm. I have to own up to it because if not, then it's very easy to brush over yeah. your bullshit. Yeah. I don't want to start that again. Well, I lived in brushing over my bullshit for two decades so look, of my life. I definitely appreciate that. You're welcome. And since we're talking accountability, make sure when we get to the episode about how the wife steals all the color covers <laughs> at night, that you make sure you're accountable for those Hold on, actions. Wait a second. We get cold. I'm okay. tired of freezing my balls off, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Either you're going to take the cold feet or you're going to shut up. Yeah, you, <laughs> what you, do? you know what I noticed, though? Was yeah. in breakups. Is that women will stall you out until they get the apartment ready, yeah. all that stuff ready? <laughs> yeah. Look, we not like ready. y'all really plan everything. Stalled. It's always calculated. <laughs> Man, we just be out there. Well, we we have to be calculated, and it's it's more so because of how what we were taught when we grew up. So exactly. I want to go back to the boomers when uh, Key was talking about emo- being emotionless and and, and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. being cold. That's how they had to be. So if you have boomer parents, this is how they taught you to be. Exactly. And there was no conversation. You do what I say. You do it now. It was dictation. I don't care if your yes. leg is broken. I don't care if your finger's hanging off. I told you to go do X, Y, and Z, and I don't care how you feel. Well, that kind of translates over at, into adulthood. Mm-hmm. That translates over to how you do your children. That translates your relationship. And I think if we understood how important that intimate relationship is, because your kids leave. They will leave you high and dry. Will turn on you as soon as they leave up out of here. You won't hear from them but once or twice a year. But you, if you're with your partner, you have to understand that that's the most important relationship between the both of you outside of your own relationship with yourself. Because yes. you do have to work on you guys. We work on us as I work on me, as you work on you. That's how it's supposed to go. So I have a question. Who's more lenient to try to work it out? <laughs> Oh, I think that's biased because in my opinion, um, I would say the woman only because I am a woman and I know the efforts that have been put forward over the course of time to work things out and the communications that have been done. And then to play the devil's advocate, to be fair, there have been times where you've made more of the effort than I have, Absolutely. Um, where I've... I've mentally been done and I felt as though there will be no more progression. Um, And then you put forth the effort and it was not acknowledged by me because I've already checked out. Yeah, I was going to say we tolerate BS more than you guys do, but you guys will stay there and you can be the most unhappy thing in the house. Yes. You will stay in there 
and just be checked out. You'll sit there and sit there and sit there and then eventually things turn around and you're good. But we're more tolerable of being so the things that you guys or some men will put women through will tolerate a lot more, but you would not accept that from us. That's mm-hmm. just not acceptable. And well, I'll say some men. Some men do tolerate a lot of things. But um, when it comes to just sitting in there and being unhappy, you guys take that. You yeah, guys take that. I agree. You know what? I don't think I've ever broke up with anyone. I don't think it's ever been. I definitely have. Me saying I'm done. <laughs> I mean, so in in all fairness, I okay. I haven't had very many girlfriends. Um, exactly right. I've, I've I've had my high school flings. You feel me? And then right after high school, it's been a woman across. Well, I have had a lot of relationships, and I have definitely broken up. When I was married, I left. Mm-hmm. It was you know to that point to where I just left everything. I went in the middle of the night. I had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And anger wasn't going to solve it. So let me ask you this, yeah, bro. I, I have a question, if you don't mind, babe. Because I've always been wondering, as black men, when you have to end the relationship, because I know how it feels for me. I, I'm a black woman. But for black men, what is the first thing? What What is that more than likely, that breakage point? Because as Phoenix said, you... I, I agree. Y'all I feel will, like you all will sit, sit in your miserable you nature there, yeah. for a very long time before you actually act on it. And then nine times out of 10, the woman acts on it first. So I, I would like to get a better perspective of that. So what you, is it that was that breakage point in which or what would it be for a? And for let me you? add to that because you're you are very verbal. Yes, you are not. Right. So I want to hear the differences. It's a difference. Okay. Right. Well, my thing is, is that I leave everything out there in the open, mm-hmm. right? So if she's not receptive to the things that I'm I'm saying on a mm-hmm. daily basis, I, I really, honestly, am one of those guys that wear his heart on his sleeve. My facial expressions, my attitude, um, everything will tell you exactly how I'm feeling and then I actually verbalize I really mm. tell the truth even you know harsh as it may be I say exactly what I what I'm thinking at that moment you know no sugarcoating but I think the disrespect is once you know is when most men draw the line yeah, yeah. okay yeah the that's disrespect yeah it could be is, right yeah. right which could be on all levels I mean of course women always compare like Y'all can deal with a man sleeping with another woman, but we possibly couldn't, right? We couldn't no handle that. No, no. no, you can't. We, no, now hold on. And, and I'll be the first woman, I guess, to say I, I'm. I, that's a hard limit for me. Yeah. That's a no go. That's yeah. a no go. Yeah. Nonverbal, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm the type of person where I understand it's gonna be off days. It's gonna be off times. It ain't always gonna be perfect. But um, I tend to kind of just want to be able to be in the right when I say something you know I hate speaking too quick and I hate when people speak too quick on me because most of the time people misunderstand or you know what I'm saying they jump to conclusions or they might be in their feelings and they might not see exactly what it is so in return I'll just be quiet now the curse to that is when I finally get fed up mm-hmm. that's when I really become vocal and it comes out as anger. 
when it's just I reach my breaking point just like any other person. It's just you don't see it coming because it's calm, you know. So in response to both of you, Mo, you said that you're very verbal. My question to you is, and this is an this is an accountability question for both of you. For you, Mo, is is your communication militant and dictatorial, or is it more so a I need you to understand where I'm coming from, and that communication is an open dialogue. And for you, babe, my question is, within your silence, have you understood that that can also be misinterpreted as you don't give a shit? I think that goes for both of us. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the way that I delivered the medicine at times, I will admit that it definitely came off very militant. I grew up in that type of household. Yeah. Where my parents, they really communicated loudly. Straight. Understood. And mm-hmm. just straight to the point, like hurt, 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 what we eating for dinner. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Mo on that one. Like, mm-hmm. I can't honestly remember... My mom and dad having dinner, but I can remember arguments out mm-hmm. the ass. Yeah. And I always know that when it was conflict, it was a lot of yelling going back yeah. and forth. Uh, maybe I miss those quiet communication times, but it was a lot of arguments. What was made public to the both of you? Yeah. Where the, where, where the was that? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a common thing in households because you don't hear... Uh, the quiet conversation because they're usually when you're sleeping you're in the bedroom with your parents and so you know you hear banging and bumping and, and noise right that bed squeaking exactly but you never hear <laughs> you never see <laughs> that's what it is you know but you never hear that conflict resolution you never see it but you always see the conflict and in my household I never saw my parents have you know of course I saw them conversate or whatever but I always saw the fights I always saw the pushing I always saw the breaking of things I always saw just back and forth things. I've even fought my dad, you know, so it's like it was always something crazy in my household. So I had to learn myself how to deal with conflict, how to talk to people, how to listen, how to try to be heard. And in doing so, I kind of put myself on the back burner because I do more listening and do it than I talk. But um, these are things that I've had to learn so that I can understand what is needed from me or you know, what needs to happen to make this relationship, friendship, whatever, flow. And, you know, that's something you have to learn over time. And growing up with parents who are always, in, in any household, you know, you're going to have fighting. You're going to have all this other stuff. But if you never see them come together in front of you right. and say, you know, baby, I was wrong. Or come to the kids, which I tend to do if they see me argue or whatever. I come and I apologize to my children. For one, because I don't want them to think that that's okay. That's not okay. You shouldn't talk to this person like that. Uh, mommy should not be reacting that way. I apologize because I don't want you to think that this is how it's supposed to be. I apologize to my children all the time. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I don't want them to think that you're just supposed to be buck wild and crazy all the time. You don't have to have chaos. You don't have to have mm-hmm. um, ridiculousness all the time. You can have peace. You can have conversations. You can disagree and not go crazy. And so, you know, this is what I'm teaching my children, but I had to teach myself first. Absolutely. And um, I'm sorry. uh, I was going to say, I have a question. But go ahead, after you say what you got to say, I have a question. Okay. Uh, I I will admit that I was blessed enough to see both sides. Um, The initial marriage of my parents that I saw was equivalent to what you all saw. The fighting, 
the arguing, the miscommunication, all of that good stuff. Um, however, once I, once we became a blended family, I saw a healthier marriage and a healthier relationship with my mom and dad. And I learned what accountability looks like. I learned what taking responsibility looks like. I also learned what real communication. They never, and I, in all these years, I've never seen my mom and dad today argue. They have never argued in front of it, the five of us. You know, um, I, I've never seen you've them never argue. seen yeah. them argue, and because that is when I learned they walked away. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned how to walk away, mm-hmm. cool off, and if it's meant to be discussed, we'll come back to it. If not. We're both going to let it go because it's not going to go anywhere. And that also shows a united front in front of your children. Exactly. Because if you're arguing in front front of your children, you show them that y'all are not together so they can manipulate this parent and manipulate this parent. But if you you have a problem and you walk away and you deal with it in that bedroom, that shows that they cannot penetrate that. It's it's a lot of And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. They walked away. um, And then when we, when they would resurface in the house and we saw them again, they were united front mm-hmm. and they let all five of us know you're not going to play us exactly against each other. That's not how this works. Um, but I was so in my own way. I still had my own personal things mm-hmm. I had to deal with internally um, that it still took me time to put that into action for myself in my relationship. So now we I got to I got to ask the, the question that I think every man wants to know. And not saying that you ladies would do as such, but I, I gotta know why do women do the most spiteful things after a breakup? To hurt. Yeah. It's not rocket science. We wanna hurt you. We wanna hurt you. And we wanna, and depending on the woman, I can only speak for myself. When I wanna hurt, you're one, not gonna see me coming. And two, I'm going to make sure that I take the most brutal body shot that I possibly can. I want to kill you first time. I don't want to keep fighting you. I want to take you down. That's that's and that's also very toxic. That's Mm -hmm. a dangerous game. It's a very again, that's very toxic and it's very dangerous. And that is not something that should have been exercised in my relationship yeah, but that's a very common yeah. but it's very common it's very that, common. that's just to answer your question that's the truth um a lot of women will not admit to that mm-hmm. but the whole point is to hurt you in the worst way possible in the worst way that we can think to hurt you is mentally and emotionally and you know the thing <laughs> uh it's usually not even mentally and emotionally it's usually with that material stuff that costs money you want to break them pockets that depends on a woman it depends on a woman and i, I and, have to say yeah and only because of my experience and who i am mm-hmm. i'm not a materialistic i've yeah. never been a materialistic woman I'm the type of woman where if I want it, I'll buy it for myself. I never. No, de- what I'm saying is, a lot of women will break this man's property. Oh, oh, we'll okay, take, yes. You know, this yes. is what I'm saying. I've, I've, I've seen I've that. I learned at a very young that, age, yeah. stuff costs. Yes. So I have never <laughs> put a hole in a tire. I have never broken a window. I have never burnt clothes. I have never burnt shoes. I have never bleached anything because I've had to work for everything that I needed, and I refuse. Yeah. To do that, mm-hmm. and I'm very big on you do things. You treat people how you wish to be treated. I don't want the mess to come back on me. What I do is, if I walk away, I walk away. That's it. Now, and that's my removal. 
because mm-hmm. I know what I have within me. I know what I do. So if I walk away from you, if I cut you off, you really have really, really, really had to have gone through a whole process where you just were not there. I agree. For me. I agree. And um, it's, yeah, I will cut you off. No. And, but it takes a long time. And for me, so, it's for me. more so of if once my communication stops, it's, I know it's going to hurt you. But in the end, ultimately, I'm protecting you from me. I know how brutal I can (laughs) be verbally, mentally, and emotionally. And if I love Mm -hmm. you and I care for you and my communication is limited, that means that I am in a place where I cannot control my communication. And it depends on how the relationship goes as well. Because as much depending on how much you tolerate it, yeah. depending on how much you went through, depending on how much this person, because women are not the only ones who tried to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through some stuff where um, it's just spiteful, vengeful, gr- mm-hmm. just, just do things just because. And that's why I want to fight. Because I'm like, look, I didn't left you alone. So now you messing with me. You're messing with me. Okay. So that's it. It takes me a lot to get there, but once I get there, I'm there. And so I just rather not be there because it doesn't feel good at all to yeah. be in that space. I just. Mm-mm. So I have a question for you too. Um, it seems as though with today's society and social media, okay, let's go here. For a man, when you are breaking up, social media seems to be your outlet in a way. Whether it's memes, whether it's posts, or you just saying something, uh, whether it's you, depending on who you still are friends with on social media, I've seen it more times than not, not speaking per- from personal experience, but I've seen it in other people. Um, all of a sudden, you like, you know, all of these different women and photos and things like that, or you're communicating and, you know, it seems as though that's also that that poke, 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 poke. Why is it today, in today's society, is, is it more, is it easier for you as men to release your emotions to the world versus talking to that person? I feel like you're wrong for putting it on men. I'm just going to say it <laughs> flat out right now. That is is a human thing Mm -hmm. that's not man okay Mm -hmm. i see it all across the board Mm -hmm. there's always a lot of subliminal underlining statements absolutely that's That's true true. you know i know people who do it all the time Mm -hmm. you know i think it's the the biggest thing about social media and as i studied facebook because at, at one point in time and still right now i'm working on creating a social media platform so the biggest thing about Facebook is how they get people, they got people engaged was inside of that box where it says, what's on your mind? Mm-hmm. Other, si- other sites might say, hey, type here. You feel me? They're giving you a command. Facebook grabs you because it asks you a question. So naturally, when you get on there, you always read that sentence, what's on your mind? And you're going to type what's on your mind. Um, I think that, like I said, I think that's a a human thing. I see it all across the board. Now, as for a man, let's keep it real. 
We do the same, do it for the same reason y'all do it. Because we might not be connected, but there's somebody that's mm-hmm. going to go run back mm-hmm. and tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I can't say it to you directly, True. I'm going to let your friend say it to mm-hmm. you. I'm going I'm to let your, your friend. And it's funny because social media now shows who watches your stories. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So if you see that person that doesn't normally watch your stories, all of a sudden pops up. Right. You feel me? That mutual friend and it's watching everything you know was running back and saying something. Right. So I kind of feel like if you sent somebody to watch me, I'm going to put on the show. Mm. I'm not even... I'm not even friends with you after we break up. So you wouldn't even <laughs> see nothing. You would have to receive that information yeah. from, yeah, a from a third party. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not into that. I'm, I'm also learning that over time that if you do decide to cross that line and become you know committed to each other don't fucking be friends on social media you know what I beg the difference I'm listening I have no problem with my wife being my friend why because I get I get off of making her feel special by letting the world know this is my wife Gotcha. Uh, one time she came to my show. You feel me? And in the middle of the show, while I performed, it was a song that I wrote about her. I walked in the crowd, I cleared the crowd, I grabbed her by her hand, and I wrapped my song right there to her. Yes, he did. I love it. It, okay. it reassures <laughs> her that while I'm out and about, because let's be real, an entertainer's lifestyle is wild. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm still on the underground level. But as I go out there, it just reinsures her that, hey, look, the world know you mine. The world know that I'm yours. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Social media, I love putting her on platform. You know what I'm saying? She made me breakfast. Man, let me tell the world how good my baby made my breakfast. She got me something for my birthday. Let me tag her and show her off real quick. Let me show her, show the world that she's the ideal woman that you're supposed to have. And not because she buys me stuff, because she makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's kind of like, I hate to say it like this, you're a trophy to me. And not in a negative way. I didn't like, take it, I didn't take it that way. You feel me? Oh, cause some, some, no, honestly, I didn't. I know exactly what he meant mm-hmm. by that. I didn't take it that way. But again, you have to know your partner right, and what right. they're what they're saying I didn't take it negatively but there's somebody in radio land that just gave me the stank face like of course that's what I just said you want to be a trophy because you know that's coming (laughs) but again and again that's that's a 50-50 thing because again we've been together for 19 years Mm -hmm. I know his definition of vapid Mm -hmm. um, without sustenance Mm -hmm. and I know I'm not either of those things so for him to say I'm a trophy the way I received it just now was okay. Yeah, he's winning, <laughs> and he's been winning for quite some time. Okay. Man, 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 man. <laughs> so that's but but again, okay. if we didn't have that, well, not even have that, but if we didn't go through what we've gone through over the past nineteen years, and had the conversations we've had, and understand how we communicate, and how we describe mm-hmm. one another, mm-hmm. that could have easily been miscommunicated or received the wrong way. So I understand the general audience and right, how they right. may have just received that when he said, I'm a trophy. Right. But no, I know exactly what he meant. I'm a trophy. I'm a catch. I know I'm a catch. Girl, 
you that fish that I caught in the sea and mounted you on my wall over the fireplace. <laughs> you know. You need to stop right now. Just stop right now. We got to get the truth. You was ahead. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that after the breakup, right? So after the breakup, this is usually when you get a chance to become friends. Mm-hmm. If that's, you know. I, it usually ends up that way. Mm-hmm. Even if it takes years, you know, especially if you have children, mm-hmm. you know, you usually end up becoming friends. Yeah. How do we, in the thick of things, right? When we're, when we're, when we're in this relationship, we're going through it every day, day in, day yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Which, how, do we, how do we, as couples, and people who are in relationships remind ourselves that we are trying to be friends first. Ah, uh, can I can I go? Oh, oh go, ahead. go ahead. Okay, so recently, let's let's get real transparent. Let's here. let's be transparent, babe. Recently, we split. Yes, we, we broke did. up, and we were forced. We was at a situation where we were at a crossroads mm-hmm. where we didn't know if we were going to continue or not. So we had to date each other over again. Mm-hmm. All the sweet things that I did before to get her. I had to start doing that again. I had to separate Rock mm-hmm. from Jay. Mm-hmm. Like I had to show her that I still look at you the same way when I first met you. You know, I still had to be that gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to date her more. Now, in that process, as you can see, we're back together. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like we're stronger than we've ever been. Absolutely. The vibe around here been real different. It was awkward at first, you know, getting back in, filling each other out. But once I realized that this is all right, you know what I'm saying? The communication got better. Mm-hmm. We laugh. We, we laugh and joke a lot more. Like, we yeah. find ourselves running around here like kids now to the point where our teenagers are looking at us like, Get a room. what's <laughs> going on here? Like, what's wrong with y'all? Are you the parents or are, are we, we the, the parents? Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, I think, like I said, the biggest thing, I was forced to date her over again. And it's funny because we were just talking about on a previous episode about similarities and compatibility. Mm-hmm. And we kind of got back to the basics. Yeah. Like we did, the, started doing the things that we like to do together mm-hmm. that drew us together. So we might be in the car and I'd be slick and I'd throw on some 3-6 Mafia. That's mm-hmm. what we, we bonded off of. Like saying, so you know, we rocking in the car together. Or am I throwing an old school R&B jump? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all about recreating that friendship. Not just recreating it, but maintaining it. You know? You can't stop doing the same thing that you've been doing from the beginning. Like, an old head told me, like, boy, you can never stop dating your wife. Always. And at first, I didn't get it. I'm like, man, we grown. You know, like, she know what it is. Like, but I learned that you ladies like to feel special, like to feel important. You know, you like to feel that love, you know, and I, I get it. So, you know, I don't got no problem dating you, shout. Well, I don't have a problem dating you either. And, and if I may say so myself, to be completely transparent, I'm the one who initiated the separation. Yeah. Um, I felt unappreciated mm-hmm. and I felt that the effort that I was putting in was not reciprocated. Um, mental and emotional effort, you know. Um, Once we started dating again, it opened me up again to, it it reinforced my love for you, but it also reinvigorated 
my like for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, couples think that just because you love each other that you're going to like each other. No, 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 no. no. Mm-hmm. That's not how this goes. Yeah. You have to like each other's personality, um, but also everyone who knows us knows we start off as friends first. And mm-hmm. the over the years, the foundation of our friendship crumbled. That was a good say It crumbled. Um, it took for us to go back again, like you just said, go back to basics. We had to take the crumbled concrete out And we had to relay fresh foundation of our friendship. That's how we got to where we are today. Um, I couldn't be happier in my marriage today. Indeed. And our friendship and our companionship. And, you know, all all over again, you my boy, Blue. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) So we got that back. A lot of people don't get that back. Nah, yeah. nah, a lot of people, yeah. they chop it up as a loss, and that's that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, again, I initiated it. I initiated something I never wanted to initiate. I needed to see the effort, and you showed that to me. You know, the hardest thing about that was giving you your space. Yes. And I think. I know it was. Doing a breakup, that's, that's the biggest thing. You want to know why and how can I fix it. And as men... When we lose ours, you feel me? And we not ready to let go, you know, that's when we go into panic mode. Like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me when this happened, you 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 really meant this? Mm-hmm. You know, like we get to asking questions. So it's like, you know, that's why we we put the press on you. You feel me? Because we see what we had slowly slipping away. And even though you're gone in our mind, you're not gone. But, you know, like the hardest thing was giving you your space, not calling you. Like that was the biggest Like how do you go from Talking to somebody Multiple times a day To just not t- Talking to them at all And to be clear That is something I requested Ladies and gentlemen um, To be perfectly transparent I requested him To We, we not speak to each other Every yeah. day I needed that separation In order to One Heal myself mm-hmm. Because hurt people Hurt people Right And that goes And that is number one In a marriage too you are the person I see every day. You are the person I deal with every day. The people at work are only there. For, I'm only there for eight hours. Mm-hmm. I come home to you. Yeah. I lay next to you. I communicate with you. If I'm hurt, then naturally, unintentionally, I know I have the power to hurt you in return. Um, once we got to the point of that separation and I left, um, and also, I feel like it needs to be said because more than likely when a marriage is dissipated at that time, the children go with the woman. No, that wasn't the case with us. I left and my husband took care of our children. They lived with him. So let's be clear about that, too. You took the full responsibility as a father. Kudos. Thank you. Um, because I needed that. I needed that clarity. Don't thank you for something that I'm supposed to do. No, I understand that. But again, that again... It's accountability season. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I got you. And being accountable is that even though I was still present as a mother and I was still technically present with you, I was still separated from all three of you mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. Let's be real. Let's be real. You gave me the space that I needed to gain the clarity that was required for us to fix this with us, but ultimately it also repaired my relationship with my children. So thank you. You're welcome. But you want to know something that it wasn't just for you, you know, in that time, not talking to you and 
not being around you, I really had a lot of time to myself, you know, like sitting in the bedroom alone, you know, like the kids go in their room, I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And I really had time to do a lot of thinking and not just about us, just stuff that I was going through on my own. I got time to sort through the rubble, start to pick the pieces back up. You mm-hmm. feel me? It's one thing to defend yourself against other people, but it's hard as hell to look in the mirror and defend mm-hmm. yourself against yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, breakups bring out the worst, but it's not spoken on that it brings out the best in you because you realize that you actually have that strength to stand on your own. Mm-hmm. You find yourself again. And that's the thing. When you're with someone so far, so long, you're no longer yourself. You're, you're, you're together. You're one, but yeah. you still forget who you, you are. are. Yes. You know, and the, the biggest thing that I learned was my identity isn't hers. Mm. So that's big. I'm Taylor May Rock. But that don't mean she has to be Mrs. Rock in the spotlight. Right, right. She can be Mrs. Taylor in the background right. mm. who's supporting Taylor May Rock. But she don't have to be a part of that because that's not her identity. Mm. So who am I to expect her you feel me now? Of course, when we on the red carpet, I definitely expect you there with me. And I will be there to support you, you know? always. But being in the studio, being on every set, you know, mm-hmm. going to interviews, touring, doing the, I don't expect that. Look, we got a family. You got your own. Unless you want to come, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, you got your own identity. And that goes back to compatibility yeah. and, and similarities and, and interests. Like, my interest isn't her interest. And, you can't expect your partner to be satisfied or happy when that's not what they're into. Right. You know? But I'm not going to go into that because you have to listen to the previous episode about similarities mm-hmm. and That's episode number two, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you guys' thoughts? I'm sorry, we sort of uh, took okay. over for a second. It's your show. <laughs> Mo? Well, seeing as though, like, overall, you two have the most... You have the longest running merge I have ever seen amongst young people. Um, so I'm sitting back and I'm listening and I'm observing because I haven't had that sort of longevity in my lifetime. I'm going to be real with you, bro. It's not easy. It's not. And the biggest thing that I'm learning is compromise mm-hmm. and it's, without consequence compromise without yeah. consequence yeah because at first I felt like when I compromised up, I felt defeated yeah I felt like I was giving up what I wanted to do because my wife treated me like my mother mm-hmm. and you told me that? no mm-hmm. you can't do that when all in all I didn't hear no you can't buy that or do that because of X, Y, and Z. It was always a reason. I always just heard no. No. But there is also a difference between compromise and sacrifice. Yes. Yes. And people in relationships tend to sacrifice more than they compromise. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't get to have the conversation. Oh, you have the conversations because you don't want to keep going back and forth. You just let it go. Yeah. And and that goes to losing your individuality and losing who you are. Um, I was married a month Two months shy of 14 years I was with him 18 years mm-hmm. so though I'm still not married I had a very long run mm-hmm. right so you are an example of a healthy 
though you had your issues, you were able to come around. And um, that is a good example for people who don't try okay. or you can't try by yourself. So in my situation, I was trying by myself. By the time I got to the point, I'm like, forget it. Once my hands up, that's it. But that took 18 years. Mm-hmm. And so um, at this point, we've been divorced, what, four years now? Uh, after the last episode, almost a month ago, I was like, all right, Weezy, it's you. I had to look at me. I had to look at me and see that I'm the problem. The reason why, which is when we were talking about um, earlier today, we were talking about my father. I had to look at why I like to take care of people and why I allow certain things to happen. Why do I feel like I need to do this or why I need to do that? Because I wasn't taken care of as a child. I was missing that care. I was mm. missing that time. I was missing feeling wanted and needed and mm. feeling worthy. Mm. So I give so others don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So, and I enable because I don't want people to feel the way I felt. So I really had to look at me and say, okay, though you're not negatively doing this, the negative or the chaos is coming around you because you're trying to do or give what you didn't have. So it took a lot. That mirror, talking about the mirror. Come on, sis. I was like, oh my God, it's me. (laughs) It's me. And, you know, it hurt. But when you get that realization that, dang, you're trying to give what you didn't have. Right. And though you give it to your children, and though you've been working on giving it to you, you I had to learn that what I didn't get, I can't give to everybody. And I can only do for me. And I can only give for me and give to those who are willing to receive and reciprocate. Because mm-hmm. I cannot continue to pour and pour and pour and pour and pour from an empty vessel. I'm starting to think that I'm starting to think that I'm a runaway br- uh, groomsman. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> because I cannot honestly say that I've had a relationship that has lasted over six years. I tend to nitpick and find the the little things that irritate my soul, and I dwell on them. You know. Mm. I have tried over and over again. I've even, you know, it's not all bad. I have made compromises in relationships too. I have been balanced at times and unbalanced at times, you know, mm-hmm. like any other human. But a majority of the time, I'm not one to run back. Mm-hmm. So when we break up, it's it, that's it. Mm-hmm. We can be the best friends afterwards, but I'm not mm-hmm. coming back. I, I understand that and, and thank you both for that accountability because that was big so oh, I appreciate that um, it's an open conversation um, now just to reiterate what we've spoken about here men and women what have we learned at the ages that we are and the stages of our lives that we are how do we take breakups the same Basically, Same. basically, just in different <laughs> stages. We yeah. Different stages, yeah. The same way. Ooh, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was about to call Mo crying. He might have needed a movie night with some popcorn. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. look, I appreciate y'all for stopping through tonight, uh, ladies and Absolutely. gentlemen. This is the uh, 
I'm a little lost in words. <laughs> right the Red Light Podcast. Thank you. This is the Red Light Podcast. Uh, make sure y'all tune in uh, every Monday at 9 p.m. And we'll see y'all good people next week. Well, thank you for having us. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, definitely. Later. Good night.